Western New York through Southern Ontario. We're with you all along the way. 99.5 WDCX-FM, WDCX-HD1, and AM970 WDCZ, Buffalo. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning to you, Steve Tiber, Mike Fiella, back at Hope Reigns here, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Mike, good morning. Good morning, and here we are again. Coffee, brother. Did you oh, have it yeah. going this morning? A large, a large, a large. <laughs> large. <laughs> that looks a little bit bigger than a large, man. That looks like a gallon jug. No, it, it doesn't. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you. Are, are you co- do you drink coffee all day? No, I, I just in the morning. Okay. I need a nice sized coffee. One, one. Okay. You know. Otherwise, I'll talk real fast and get in and, and speak. Uh, you know, you, you know the story. How that yeah, works, we, we we don't want that, do we? No. We're so thankful that you're here today. Um, our goal here on Hope Reigns is to share uh, God-sized stories uh, from the mission field, from people who are loving and serving people in need. Sometimes eight days of hope personnel. Sometimes people in the community. Some people from around the country and. Today right. we have a guest coming from Western New York, Michael Ramos, and, who's uh, over at the chapel, Mike. Took the words out of my mouth yep. when they say local chapel, who's one of the, the sponsors, uh, supporters of Eight Days of Hope. Yeah, and they so. are. They he's um, He's got an interesting past. My, Michael's done some work uh, over at Crew. Uh, actually met him for the first time in Houston after Hurricane Harvey. Uh, we remember we there was what forty six hundred volunteers oh and I think four hundred were crew students, college students, yeah. who didn't go to the beach, that didn't go to you know Vegas or didn't go to yeah. you know somewhere yeah. you know where college kids might go, but they came and they served um, and helped in the rebuilding effort. It was incredible to be in that just to, even where we ate uh, to watch these people just. You know, filter in and filter in. I kept and thinking, uh oh, uh oh, they're going to go have to go in shifts here. And, and that was a pretty size hall. I mean, how many did it seat? You're, you're good at numbers. I want to say about 1,400, 1,500, okay. maybe and, more than that. And then, uh, you know, it, but it all seemed to just flow. There would be 1,400 people leading and another 1,400 come behind them. <laughs> so, Michael Ramos, Ramos is the director of strategic partners uh, for the chapel. The chapel's a church based here in Western New York. Uh, they um, were significant in supporting Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. So we'll be talking to Michael here in just a couple moments. But Eight Days of Hope. Well, what is Eight Days of Hope? The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And whenever there's a natural disaster, Eight Days of Hope traditionally goes for eight days, oh, about six to 12 months after the disaster, and we help people rebuild their homes for free. That's right. Skilled volunteers, less skilled volunteers, single moms, grandfathers bringing their grandsons, youth groups, men's ministries, women's ministries, college students, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, 40,000 volunteers now, Mike, right. in 14 it, years. It, it's like if you see people when they come in to register after they registered online or how they, they, come, they show up, it's like, um, Steve, it always comes to my mind, this is a movement. Uh, in the sense of, I mean, I watched this family pull up in a van, and they had he, the, the mom's carrying a baby, <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, and then there's uh, an eight-year-old. Then there's a teenager, and and I I had to say like, we're taking our vacation time. Yeah. Well, I want to teach my family how to serve. Forget Disney, baby. Right? <laughs> if you want to, I mean, not nothing against Disney, but you right. know, it, when you go and serve people and you take right. your eyes off yourself, right? Some amazing things happen. 
You'll, you'll never be the same. Every time you go, or, listen, folks, get out to one trip, at least one yes. trip, and then watch what God does, not only through you, but in you that will change your perspective, your outlook on life, your life. Submit your email address at 8daysofhope.com, and we'll let you know whenever we respond to any hurricane, flooding, tornado, snowstorm. We're based in Tupelo, Mississippi, but we have a satellite now here in Buffalo, New York. Uh, That's our northeast satellite, so whenever there's a disaster in Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia, or on up in the northeast, that equipment and leaders will come from Buffalo. And then, Mike, will be open up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, we think January. January. In the Midwest. Now, has the building been... No, we're going to start that process in November. Okay, that's a lot of work for that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We're believing that God's going to provide us a building, just like okay. he did in Tupelo and just like he did, did in Buffalo. Buffalo. Right. Um, yeah, we're hoping. So do you want to tell the listeners real quick several other arms of the ministry? Yeah, so we have a distribution ministry. If you're located in the southeast um, you know, within hours of Tupelo, Mississippi, or if you're in Western New York or even Southern Ontario and you can get over the bridge with some goods, there you go. whole another story. Uh, we have a distribution ministry. We get truckloads of brand new products okay. that we make available to local churches. So if you're a 501c3, you're a church, just go to our website. You can sign up for our distribution ministry. And once you submit your email address and your EIN number, which is your 501c3 number, every two months we'll send you a email with items that we have. So this past month in Buffalo, some of the items we had was flooring, cabinets, um, mattresses. Uh, I believe we had some vanities. Uh, We had some sinks, some plumbing supplies. And so when you get that email, if your church has a need with somebody in the church or in the community that you're trying to love on, you have access to them as those materials for free, and these are all new because companies are, are yeah donating them to the yes. to the Eight Days of Hope ministry, and then makes we make it available. We just had a provider, Mike, learn about Eight Days of Hope, and they make ceramic flooring and ceramic ceramic tile for okay. your showers and your bathrooms and your kitchens, mm-hmm. and they supply one of the big boxes. I'd rather not say who, but one of the big boxes by, right. and so I've been to the facility in Texas, millions millions of square footage and they just donated like eight truckloads of flooring supplies they designed eight truckloads and that's available for free right okay i like free (laughs) free is good (laughs) free no free is awesome i'm free oh man uh you're listening to hope brains a broadcast of eight days hope so there is this distribution ministry and we are now launching our safe house construction ministry okay and that's going to start in indianapolis yes first one we, yeah. we, we believe so. We're within a day or two of finalizing, but it's going to be Indianapolis or Houston. But okay. those are our first two cities. And so what 8 Days Hope is going to do is we're going to take 35 skilled professionals, okay. carpenters, plumbers, roofers, painters. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you're a handyman or handywoman, and you want to get involved in this. But for 14 days, we're going to help a existing ministry expand their facility, renovate their facility, add bathrooms, add kitchens, for free, and we're gonna. Our plan is to do one uh, every other month, okay. And then, excuse me, once a quarter. But we think in 2020, our goal is if you can keep a secret, mm. can you keep a secret, Mike? Uh, I'll try. Some of your secrets our, are hard. To keep. Our goal <laughs> is to is to do one once a month. Oh, Steve, that that is our goal. I, I don't know if that's gonna happen in January, but you know we'll have to develop some leaders, and we've already you know Ricky Russell, Chris sure. Charles, Dan Garrick, we have Adam Hames, we have so many talented people are passionate about this can, but can you give us a little snippet 
what a safe house will do? Yeah, so a safe house. So once someone is rescued in the sex from sex trafficked, okay. being sex trafficked, right. uh, very quickly these ministries pour into them emotionally, spiritually, physically. Okay. Yeah. They get them the medical care that they, they yes. deserve and they need. And they can't get any other place. Right? And they can't. Um, do you know there's 28 states that if your child is kidnapped uh, or is abducted and and um, there's no place for them to go if they're under 18, oh my. if they've gone through something as tragic okay. as this. And this is real, people. Right. We're going to be careful. It's Saturday morning. We know kids are listening. Right. Someone's driving down the road. But parents, mm-hmm. uh, do some research. This yes. is the number two behind drugs illegal financial activity done in America. And so these these ministries, then they pour into these young ladies, for the most part, some okay. young men, but for the most part, young ladies, mm-hmm. and they pour into them emotionally. Right. And then, of course, spiritually. And some of these safe houses give these individuals 12 to 24 months mm. to restart their life. Oh and my. it takes that long, Mike. Well, It's tragic. Yeah. I mean, I see the, t- the tears in your eyes and and, and, and mine also, when we think of the loved ones that we have, just think of the uh, people in general. Um, uh, it, words can't describe it. Thank God that eight days of hope, God dropped us in your lap, and you stepped up to say yes to this. And folks, you can't turn your back on this. We might need, need to do a whole other show on this, Steve, at another time to, yeah, to get this uh, up and out in the airwaves so people know what's going on. Rapid response within a day of a disaster, eight days of response, um, hurricanes, floodings, snowstorms, whatever, mm-hmm. ice storms. Uh, we do the rebuilding arm, six to 12 months, the distribution ministry and the safe house uh, construction ministry. And a ministry coming up soon to be announced next quarter. Okay. Yeah. So there's another one coming. I'm on the board, and I haven't heard that. No, you, no, <laughs> you really have. You I have. have. I'm as, just as kidding. As soon as I you. tell you what it is, you'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, that's right. That's right. But anyways. <laughs> hey, we're excited. Michael Ramos from the chapel here in Western New York yes. will be our guest today. We're going to be back with him in just a moment. Uh, but, Mike, great to see you. And that coffee is working. It is. I'm, 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 I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. want to thank our partners, Life Church and Niagara Gutter, for supporting this program. Yes. We'll be back in just a minute with Michael Ramos from the chapel here on WDCX. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country over the past 14 years and have served families whose homes were damaged by hurricanes, flooding, tornadoes, and other disasters. Over 5,500 families have received assistance with the rebuilding of their homes for free all in the name of Jesus. Over $50 million of labor has been donated by over 40,000 volunteers. Now God has opened another door for Eight Days of Hope to love and serve those in need. 
This fall, 8 Days of Hope is launching a new arm of the ministry. We will be helping existing ministries who provide safe homes for sex trafficked victims with an option for us to build or renovate a facility so they can expand their care. Please be in prayer as this new ministry launches. For more information about 8 Days of Hope, our rapid response arm, our rebuilding arm, or now our safe house construction arm, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Again, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, back at you here this morning on Hope Reigns. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiella. Mike, back at it again another Ooh, Saturday. I'm telling you, I look forward to Saturdays, you know. Just uh, getting that cup of coffee and coming in and see my buddy Steve. Yeah, hanging out, hanging out. And, you, you, you just like September in Buffalo, man. Talk about a great month of weather so far. Oh, man, it's been great. And, you know, even now we're starting to approach the changing of the season, the leaves. My wife and I were in the store the other day, and everything's changed over to the fall. There's no more summer items there, hardly, except for things on sale. But we're looking forward to getting out and seeing the, the, the leaves changing and just the the fresh smell of the air even changes. Western New York is an awesome place to live. We had some friends recently. Uh, actually, uh, the uh, our, our guest that we'll be introducing in a minute uh, is the strategic, is the pastor of strategic partnerships over at the chapel. And so I, there's a kid that I used to coach football in Mississippi. He was relocated for Buffalo for two years, and and he just arrived Tuesday. And so he texted me. His dad texted me. Okay. And said, "Hey, my son. You know, he's he's as southern as they come. Hey, Steve, uh-huh. how are you? <laughs> uh, and 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 so him and his wife are here. And he says, "Hey, we're looking for a church." I said, "Well, come with me. I'm I'm going to the chapel on Sunday. I want you to come hang out with me." And he did, and we we had a great time. But the the reason I bring all this up when we took him out to lunch afterwards, he just went on and on about the weather. Because there's no humidity here, Steve. It would spend <laughs> 70 degrees all week. I love it. Yeah. I said, brother, hold on, because it's yeah. about to change. But, oh, yeah. Um, he, 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 yeah, they, they enjoyed their day. Well, that's the exciting part of Western New York. If you're outside of Western yep. New York, they'll, they'll just think about it as a snow country. Well, wait a minute. That, that's uh, that's Well, I was going to say it's a small part sometimes. It's, it's a bigger part. It it's a part of it, but there's so much more you know, that we have around here that's just awesome. Well, our guest is not from Buffalo originally, but he lives in Buffalo now. Now, good morning, Michael Ramos. How are you, my friend? Hey, good morning. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, you so much for jumping on with us today. Uh, we appreciate it. So, Mike, um, you and your wife, and I think you have two kids, do you not? Two boys? I, yeah, I sure do. I've got an older son named Benjamin, and uh, I've got uh, a younger son named, uh, I'm sorry, i got a younger son named Benjamin, older son named Mike. Uh, Benjamin just left this morning for first grade. Oh, oh boy. Fantastic. Man. Now, yeah. you, now you're, you're not from Buffalo originally, but you moved here about a year, a year and two, three months ago, right? July 6th was we closed in our house. We, we moved into Buffalo and we started uh, the new position there at the chapel in Getzville. And, and what is your official title? I know it, but we'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and spill it out. So I'm a, the, a pastor or the director of uh, strategic partnerships. Uh, I help lead or guide uh, our our church in uh, opportunities to reach out into the local, regional, national, global areas of missions and make sure we partner well. We want to see every man, woman, and child uh, have opportunities to hear the gospel. So we come alongside or partner with different ministries who have that same type of mission. 
um, opportunity for people to understand who Jesus is and have this relationship that you and I have and, uh, and uh, see their lives change. So Mike Fiella, the co-host, not okay. Michael Ramos, our guest. <clears throat> right. So Mike, the first time I met uh, Michael was down in Houston uh, okay. after Hurricane Harvey. Michael, do you, do you remember? Do you remember us meeting? Oh, I, I completely. I was, you know, I, I asked if I could shadow you, not really expecting uh, anything or knowing what I was getting myself involved in. And <laughs> honestly, Steve, it was it was amazing to see all these people coming from all over the United States to serve in Houston uh, and gather them in one big room throughout the day for worship and coordination and uh, using either their skills or their lack of skill, but their desire just to, to reach out into the community of Houston and figure out, can I, help, uh, can I help gut your house? Can I help paint your house? Can I help redo stairs? It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Now, back then, Mike, you were with Crew, C-R-U. Explain to the listeners what, what Crew is, please. Well, okay, so uh, Crew is in the United States. Uh, it was formerly Campus Crusade for Christ. It was started by Bill Bright, the founder, he and his yep. wife, Vonette. And uh, I, he actually started uh, Campus Crusade serving on the college campus with uh, seven college students who he paid through his business which was a chocolate company, and uh, he just wanted to host Bible studies on the college campus, and then it, it grew from there. And if I, if I can say the numbers correctly, they're about now 24,000 worldwide, uh, everywhere from the military ministry to a college campus, high school ministry, family life, Josh McDowell, Athletes in Action. Uh, I would say about 23 different ministries underneath the umbrella of, of crew or formerly Campus Crusade for Christ. So, so Michael, that, I mean, that's a plateful uh, <laughs> with all of that there. So how do you get a call to Western New York to come up and, and share your gifts with, at the chapel? Yeah, that is, that's totally a, a God thing. Well, first of all, I, I married um, in 2005. Uh, my wife joined the, the staff of, of crew serving with a ministry called Impact, is an outreach to uh, African-American college students at Howard and Brown and different universities. And she's a native uh, New Yorker, Buffalo. She's from Lancaster. Okay. And uh, as, as the chapel came on her team, because uh, missionaries are, you know, raising support, and uh, I just maintained contact. I, I knew Daryl Largest well. I knew uh, Pastor Jerry uh, fairly well. John Camardo, these are the uh, pastors there at the chapel. And um, at some point, we, we lost Daryl Largis. He passed away of cancer, and they held off his position, which is the one I'm filling now. But, I mean, they're, they're big shoes. He, mm, he did yeah. some amazing things there sure. at the chapel. And uh, just got invited up. And actually, the conversation was, would you consider an opportunity to come and serve uh, up here in, in western New York? Um, and so we, my wife and I prayed about it. We talked a lot with uh, uh, Pastor John and uh, Pastor Jerry and realized that uh, the chapel had the same values, the same DNA, we'd say, as Campus Crusade or Crew, yep. and it just That's seemed right. like a good fit. So uh, up we came. So here's a little disclosure, Mike Fiella. Okay. Um, so my wife and I, we are moving back to Buffalo from Tupelo, Mississippi, okay. and we were moving here the same time that Michael and his wife were moving here. And I, I think I was figuring out that he and I were like, you know, 
the, the housing market here was so hot. Yes, it still is right. very hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was I, I was trying to find a house that, that my friend Michael Ramos wasn't looking at because I didn't want to compete with him. But yeah. but I was wondering, was he going to beat me at a house? And, and and you ended up in Clarence, did you not? I'm in Amherst. Okay. Uh, pretty pretty close, but uh, yeah, I remember that your wife kept your wife even mentioned she goes, "Hey, don't steal the houses." If <laughs> well, yeah, we gonna, we hope you find your house after we find ours. Yeah, no, right. no, I'm, I'm <laughs> right. okay. yeah. Uh, we're so blessed though to have you in West New York. Now the chapel is uh, for full transparency. They are one of our national partners and sponsors. Yes. And um, Michael, our guest. You, I don't even know if you know this story, but, you know, John Camardo and I and the chapel and I, we don't go back like 20 years. Now, I used to come back and forth every year for 19 years to help with Kingdom Bound. And, of course, I'd run into Jerry Gillis, and he knew me and I knew him, but that was about it. But it's amazing, um, Mike Fiella, um, how God connects the dots. We Mm -hmm. were in Houston. No, excuse me. Two years ago, this past July, I met with John Camardo, someone from Watermark, Kingdom Bound. Okay. And uh, a gentleman from some inner city churches that represent city church, and we talked about the vision of Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. Now, this is a year before we moved here, okay. and I said, just be praying with us that if if God opens a door for us to have a satellite in the Northeast and Buffalo, that we we would love to do this thing called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, which of course has happened. Well, right. it was interesting, is because that was it. That was the only time I ever met John Camardo. Well, I'm in Houston after Harvey, like within a week, and my phone rings, and it's John. Uh, Camardo from the chapel saying, hey, really? we have a cousin church, a church we know, we, we do some networking with in Houston, and they're trying to put together a group to serve people after the disaster. You guys are experts. Um, he used the, the, with the small E, not the capital E, so don't, we're not that good. But, you know, can you go and, and help them? And that's how this relationship started uh, between the chapel and Eight Days of Hope. That's just God connecting the, dot, uh, the dots. Mm-hmm. So, so Michael, it, it's it's interesting to me now. You're at the chapel when when you when you when you're the director of strategic partnerships. What are you looking for in a partner? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I I think the 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 key thing is knowing that it's just not about uh, showing that you're a Christian, showing that you're a believer, but actually it's it's explaining the gospel. And or getting an opportunity or seed planting an opportunity for others to do that same thing. I mean, there's there's one particular ministry I'm thinking about, and and they serve here in in the city of Buffalo, reaching out to uh, women who are abused, women who are mm. being sex trafficked, and you don't get a chance to immediately start talking about Jesus. Sure, these right. these women are hurting, and they're and they've some in some cases they have children who are in that same position. But they're seed planting opportunities for others to come around them and have a chance to first show the love of Jesus Christ and then later on present the gospel in a much more uh, uh, compassionate and loving way. So when, when we have partners come alongside or are asked to partner us with the chapel, um, what we're looking at is how can the gospel be presented in a particular way where it eventually gets to a point where they're hearing the true message uh, verbally, and it's a relational aspect, not just a, sort of a shotgunned out and then left alone. Hmm. We want to know that they're they're still engaging in people's lives, still having opportunities to to reach in as as long as as possible. Michael, that that's incredible what what you're sharing there. But I, 
Let me go back a little bit. Practical mind. You get up in the morning. You're going into the office. I mean, are these God moments that you meet these these folks, or or do you get on the phone and do some research? How do you connect with uh, a ministry like that, and then so you can get? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very good. Um, well, I'm you know being a year in this ministry, it it was already started for me in many ways. Uh, there were there was already are, there are already ministries that have uh, are partnering with with uh, the chapel. Uh, there's a, a ministry called Imagine Community Gardens. Uh, crew, Mission of Hope, Path, Every Child, all these ministries are already established. And okay. what I'm doing now is coming alongside and saying, not only what's going on in your ministry and hearing about it, but how can I engage our people at the chapel to come alongside you in a true partnership? Mm. You know, a partnership isn't just one way where the chapel helps support either financially or with their resources, uh, but it's also how we can engage with them. Uh, to come alongside. Yeah. I, I, one one ministry that we have here in Buffalo, again, is uh, a guard ministry where the gentleman owns a, um, a uh, uh, what do you call it, sprinkler system company. Uh, and he's come alongside several churches. And two churches will, will own a, a piece of property, or not own a piece of property. They'll be responsible for a piece of property that's already owned. And the two churches will bring people to that garden to come alongside the local community and have vegetables, flowers, and then create events that will reach even deeper into the community mm. for the opportunity for them to share their faith. Now, uh, M- Michael, we're talking to Michael Ramos. Michael is the uh, Director of Strategic Partnerships with the Chapel here in Western New York. Um, M- Michael, um, gosh, you both have the same name. This makes okay. it so easy. I'm going to start calling, I'm going to call you Fiello okay, for the Fiello. next couple minutes. So Fiello. Okay. This guy here is a great connector of dots. If, if I told you, probably no exaggeration, um, Michael, we, we probably, I've, I've seen maybe 6, 8, 10, 12 emails from you over the last year of saying, hey, Steve, um, where you're sending me an email and someone else saying, you two really need to get together. Don't, awesome. you know, yeah. you're a great connector of dots, my friend. Mm. You really are. Thanks. Thank you. Well, it, you know, it's, that's the important part is, it's not just, and we talk about this at the chapel, it's not the chapel uh, that's sure. going to reach the world of Christ. It's, it's in relationships with others and how that's our right. resources or how our partnerships can share together. I mean, uh, thinking even about my opportunity in Houston, I can't tell you how many people have not heard of Eight Days of Hope. Right. And yet when I get in conversations and they're looking for opportunities, not just for their people to serve uh, by hammer and nails or by stripping away you know, wood and furniture, but they want the, they want them to also have that opportunity to share their faith in that one in one relationship. Right, and right. you know, I, I, I'm not just because I'm on this show. I'm not just talking about eight days of hope. But it's a huge opportunity for them to be able to spend a week or even just five days, three to five days, right. uh, getting the experience. In some cases, especially here in the United States, openly talking about their great story, who they are in Jesus, and then moving down the path of saying, "Hey." Would you like to, to hear how you can have a relationship with Jesus like I do? I love big, that. Big deal. I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our guests in here in a minute. Um, want to talk to Michael a little bit about some of the things that the chapel has done with other churches in Western New York, because Great. I've yeah. learned in the South, don't mm-hmm. hear this the wrong way, South, if you're listening, but sometimes churches don't play great with other churches. But I'm, I'm gonna, our listeners are going to be encouraged today right. uh, when we come back That's after right. this break. Michael, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute. Hey, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We'll be back in just a minute. 
Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service. Or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Back at you here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days Hope, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. I'm calling him Fiella for the rest of the show because our guest is Michael Ramos with uh, The Chapel, and he's in charge of Strategic Partnerships. I love that title, oh. Director of Strategic Partnerships. Yeah, this has been a, a, an eye-opening uh, show so far because it's just the information that's getting out there. A lot of great work is being done in Western New York. This is great. So I'll say this. One of the things that I'm encouraged with The Chapel, Michael, is that I've learned, not because anyone at The Chapel's told me, but... The chapel has helped other churches plant um, with, with, with in many ways. Why is that important? I mean, right here in Western New York, and, and don't hear this the wrong way, but, um, or, or even the right way, but you're not looking like to put the chapel brand on these churches you're helping to plant. But why is it so important to help other churches plant in your neighborhood, in, in Western New York? Yeah, that's, that's great, Steve. So... As we mentioned earlier, I, I came on uh, the chapel staff uh, a year ago, and during the interview process, that was one of the big things that I heard from Pastor Jerry, Pastor John, is the chapel didn't want to become all these mini chapels all over right. uh, western New York. Uh, what they wanted to do was figure out a way, which they're doing right now, of coming alongside church plants in a way where they can learn to uh, resource them, learn from the experiences the chapel has had, not only the chapel, but several other churches in Western New York who they all partnered uh, together, and they, they help seed. They help uh, uh, plant churches by uh, inviting at least five different new church plant groups who are coming into the area, knowing that they can, they, 
knowing that the chapel can't reach into certain communities, uh, maybe because of uh, uh, praise and worship style, maybe because of message, but that they have a target, something like the Burmese or African-American or Hispanic, that's not the chapel's community right now. Though that we have the, the, that type of ethnic groups at the chapels, we have four different campuses, we know that we can't target that strong ethnic group. So they come alongside uh, different church plants, help to develop them in their growth. Uh, it could be young pastors. It could be uh, people who are mid-career who have been called into the ministry. They come alongside them for nine months. They work with them and help them uh, create a foundation in their community uh, in Western New York, in the Buffalo area, even further out uh, into other areas around where uh, they know that a, a church is needed where the gospel can be presented, uh, which was fascinating to me because normally uh, a pastor or a church wants to grow. They want to become not right. so much that denomination, okay, right. but uh, that expansion. And uh, here the, ch- the chapel is saying, no, no, wait a minute. Let's, let's take your leadership. Let's take those, uh, those people that are come alongside you and want to see a community grow. How can we help you? How can we resource you? Uh, not always financially. It could be just in um, PA system. It could be in finding a building. Uh, it could be developing other people that have that same like-minded heart uh, to reach a particular community. So, uh, so it was. I thought it was a fascinating. Thing. So, Michael, do you is there a real openness to this? I mean, you're a church out in the suburbs. Everybody knows the name, and then you reach into these communities that you don't really go into that often. I mean, is there a resistance? I mean, it sounds like they would. There's definitely the need there. They're going to want to want help, but how does that relationship really, the first initial, hi, I'm from the suburbs, I'm coming in, you know, I want to help, I want to be a part of it. Is, in the past, it seemed like sometimes there's just resistance to that. Do you, do you see that? Or well, well, let me clarify. It's it's not a chapel church. Uh, it's right. not a, a chapel brand or identity. Yeah. It's an independent I got you. group okay. yeah. who comes in and says, hey, we, we believe we want to, when God is calling us to this area, and the chapel says, "Well, how can we come alongside you? You, you. be who you are, and uh, and that that that's the difference, right there." And that was my point, I think, in the beginning. And the first question I was asking that that was so encouraging to me. You know, a lot right. of people don't know this, Mike, but Eight Days of Hope. We're we're part of a roundtable, and we sit with Convoy of Hope and Mercy Chefs right. and Samaritan Purse and other organizations. Some of them do some of the same things that we do. Okay. We're not competition, right? right? We're here to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the same Jesus that met me in 1993 when I left my home to commit suicide, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. So we want to share the good news, and that's what I love about the chapel. Yes. It isn't just about the chapel brand or the 80s old brand. It's This that's is it. what God is doing. Here's what he wants to do in your community, in your life, with your organization. Mm-hmm. Let's share best practices, right? Yes. I mean, we're better together than when we try to do this separate and that's what i love about what's going here at western new york and that's why eight days of hope is successful that's why the chapel's successful and anyone that partners and you know uh comes alongside i love this term come alongside work with them you know not tell them how to get it done work with them find out where they're at and that's so that's so important you know we we've helped michael uh, michael ramos we've helped I think it's now 10 different ministries launch that do what we do on a local or regional or state basis. You know, we share our bylaws, we share our database, we share information, we share, you know, we tell them, we, we, we help coach them on how to raise money, how to connect dots. That's what you do at the chapel as well. And that's what I really 
admire that it isn't just this is mine, mine, mine. No, yeah. this is for the kingdom. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We're having a we're I'm having a great time. Uh, you know they they talk about uh, if you don't like your job you need to go find something else. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do anything else. I mean, uh, the chapel is giving me a great opportunity to not just have served with one missions group who's trying to reach the world uh, for Christ, but I think we're about 85 different <laughs> oh ministries or organizations that we get to partner alongside. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of one right now who's working in Haiti. When I first went to visit with them uh, and watching the medical clinic that had been established mm. and the, the school, but then hearing that during that time they were feeding, they were having 97,000 meals distributed throughout the island daily. Oh, my and gosh. Daily. And so when you talk about the network that they're working with, sure. and, uh, and it started with a small school, uh, with them realizing that the students in the school were somewhat lethargic in the afternoon and, and figuring out, okay, let's, let's find some lady to grind peanuts, and the peanuts would then provide for a lunch, and the kids would be better, and then just exploded from there. Mm-hmm. That's Mission of Hope uh, there. It's just fascinating. Well, I, you know, you said 60, 70 ministries. I think you've tried to connect or helped connect about 10 of them with me with Eight Days of Hope. So this this past summer in July, the chapel uh, was one of our, um, you know, five major sponsors as far as helping Eight Days of Hope Buffalo happen. And uh, the chapel, the campuses sent hundreds and hundreds of people right. uh, to help serve those 375 families. Why do you think the family at the chapel jumped so much on board there, Mike? Well, I, I think it was a, it's a brand new opportunity for them to figure out how they could serve. And first of all, coming back and being able to see from Houston uh, what actually can be done and having eight days of hope right here in Buffalo and serving the Buffalo community and the community realizing for years probably, how can I help? And finally getting an opportunity, they jumped on board. Now, I don't know if you remember, but the first service that, uh, that Pastor Jerry spoke, and you, you were there, but he was asking for 250 people. <laughs> I remember. I remember. 250 people. If we could reach that goal, that would be great. And at the end, what were we, over 500 people? You were. Who, who, yeah. Just from the chapel. And, and that's not bragging about the chapel. No. It could have been people from the chapel, people from the chapel who invited their friends. I can't imagine what's going to happen in 2020. Oh, my gosh. I mean. You know what's so cool, though, Mike, is we, we you had, there were families. There were there were mothers Sometimes the father was working or vice versa. The father was there and the mother was working and they, they had like two and three and four kids and they were doing landscaping and painting. And, right. and you were seeing six-year-olds with paintbrushes in their hands and, and, and yep. picking up debris and, and they were all smiling. It was so family. It, it was amazing how many families actually came and served. Oh, yeah. I, even, even within my own staff, when, when it was first starting to, uh, to grow, and they're saying, well, you know, what can be expected? I said, listen, when I went down the first time, everybody gets to pitch in. And it's a need. It's not just, well, we'll give them this minor job. No. Someone needs to sweep. Someone needs to make a peanut butter sandwich. Uh, right. Someone needs to bring the garbage. We, but everyone's volunteering, and they're serving together. And, and again, Steve, when you're bringing everybody together first thing in the morning to be encouraged for the challenge of the day, because everything's not going to go well, right? but they're going to see some, some life-changing opportunities and then come back and hear the testimonies from the families 
that they're able to serve. That was, again, yes. I've heard from people who have come back. They say, you know, that was life-changing for me and my kids. That's right. That's uh, right. We, when is it going to happen again? Well, we, we are believing and praying that this will be a yearly thing in July, the eight days before Kingdom Bound. Was kind of neat during eight days of Buffalo. You served three days, you went to Kingdom Bound, and that, yeah. and I guess they had record crowds this year, Mike, and yeah. everyone said, I keep seeing eight, these eight days of Hope shirts all over the place. And I'm just like keeping my mouth shut, just smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, thank well, you, Jesus. Thank they had Jesus. all those shirts on because you made the statement, no. well, that, you know, if wear, wear eight days of Hope shirt and we'll get you in to meet somebody. <laughs> no, Mike, you're not supposed to tell them that. No. Yeah, so that's what I did, Michael Ramos. Is, is I, I told everyone, if you wear your 80s old shirt to Kingdom Bound, every day two of you will sit in the front row of any concert you want and meet the, any artist you want. And so you know, there was a little bribing going on. But, no, no, but, they would have done it anyway. The, the <laughs> sure Eight Days of Hope people, they're Eight Days of Hope people, and they're proud of it. They're going to wear their shirts. So, Michael, we, yeah. only, we only have well, a go- – oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, I was in a, uh, a Home Depot after Kingdom Bound. <laughs> I'm seeing these shirts, and my expectation is I'm, I know that guy, right? Because he served alongside me. He's part of the family. So he's wearing that shirt. And, and even what it's even stronger is people are going to ask him, what is that shirt Absolutely. about? It. Absolutely. And he now has a, a testimony to be able to say, well, let me tell you what I did for, for seven days, yes. for eight days. Yes. And he's going to be able to share, again, his great story and who he is and his relationship with Christ. And, and again, that's that's huge reason why we partner with with eight days of hope why the chapel comes alongside how can we serve you know i'll, I'll buy a t-shirt for crying out loud uh, <laughs> well we're, we're gonna we're gonna ship you one brother we're I, I think you were out of the country or something or on vacation or whatever but uh yeah um michael thank you for the support of eight days of hope here in buffalo this past year and march 1st is when we'll announce uh, 80s Hope uh, 2020. We're really excited what, what God has done. Our goal was that the local church will participate. 57 churches did. Yes. Our goal is that the local volunteers would, 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 would grab on. And they they did. did. About a 1,000 right. of the 1,500 were mm-hmm. local, which what we wanted. And we wanted all the funds to be raised locally. And I can yeah. look in the eyes and tell you that within about $3,000 uh, right. to the black, mm-hmm. all the dollars were raised locally. And that was important because you don't want to raise money for Hurricane Dorian or the next hurricane or the next disaster, it's not fair to spend it in Buffalo and vice versa. So, um, hey, we only got a couple more minutes. Michael, what's the future hold for the next strategic partner? What what are you praying for in 2000 as we wind down the year and next year here in Western New York? Hmm. That's a really good question. Uh, You know, we're uh, just within our own church. uh, We're taking on a strong initiative of, of teaching people how to uh, present their grace story mm. as well as how to share their faith. Uh, Ooh, many like people have That's the great. knowledge of talking about Jesus, but what we talk about there is, you know, the pastor gives a great message every Sunday. Uh, many of our, our other pastors do, but we don't want them to just bring them to church and have the pastor save them. We want them to be able to sit at the bus stop, sit at the, at the laundromat, uh, sit at their work. And when someone says, you know, your life is different, can, why is it so different? Why are you so positive? Or why do you feel like there's hope? They can walk them through a gospel presentation, a gospel message of why their life has been changed, all the way to the point of saying, do you want to pray with me right now how you can receive Jesus Christ? That is and, incredible. And right there. 
that that's going to happen. So that's one of my biggest prayers is through the partnerships, I'm going to learn how that's happening within their their ministry, within their organizations, or how I can uh, develop our people to do exactly that same thing as we partner along all these different ministries that we serve with. So I've got to flip this just for a second for what you just said, Michael. Steve, is that where you got this idea (laughs) of three-minute testimony? That is right in line with what you've been having us share yeah. and all the volunteers share. That's you know, for, awesome. For years, Michael, what we do is we, we actually ask the volunteers to practice, and it's one of the ways also for them to determine if they truly have a relationship with Jesus is we coach them in the morning, be prepared with your three-minute testimony, not 12 minutes, yeah. not not 75 verses, not you know, not beating them over the head, but give them your real your three-minute heart-tug story of how you met Jesus. Maybe it was, a quote, a boring testimony. Maybe it was something that's just like, oh, my gosh, what happened? But be prepared. Share your three-minute testimony. At that point, just shush up. Let them start asking questions and then go after those questions with, with replies. And we have seen so many families we're serving and volunteers give their hearts to Jesus on a mission trip because someone realized they didn't have a story. They they don't have a time That's where right. they can say, I fell on my knees, I repented, I asked Jesus to come walk this journey with me, and, and I appreciate what you guys are trying to do there as um, as you look for those opportunities to share. Yeah, tremendous. You know, I, I have been beating this a lot at our place. We can't teach people. We need to train people. I like that. Teaching is the, is the talking head. Yep. Training is getting them to to speak about it themselves with a, with either their someone in their family, their husband, their wife, their children. So that way, they're going to be comfortable when they finally get that strange opportunity, when that that God appointed time to be able to share with some stranger. They're ready and they feel comfortable to do it. Well, thank you, my friend. Oh my gosh, we could have kept you for another hour. Excellent, <laughs> amazing, amazing. That was, that was a fast twenty nine minutes, wow. Mike. Uh, uh, we're, wow. We've been talking to Michael Ramos with uh, the chapel. He's the director of strategic partnerships, been in Western New York for about 14 months, him and his bride, who is coming back home, and their two sons. Uh, Michael, before we wrap up, and I know we went a little bit long, but we're okay here, how can we pray for you and your family um, or anything going on in your life that we can uh, lift up in prayer? Oh, thanks. Well, i got two boys, uh, 10 and 7, who are now in uh, in elementary school and going up. And you always want to pray for your children, right? I, I always say my, my military experience, a military uh, wife and a pastor's wife or a you know, missionary's wife, those are, those are two women that you just have to applaud because there's a lot of Amen. sacrifice in, that they're doing so that way the gospel can present it and take care of the family. Uh, so you can pray for my wife and my children in that. Um, you can pray that truly that the chapel comes alongside well with different partnerships that we learn and we hear from people that uh, that the gospel is, is truly being presented, that we, we train it up well, and we give opportunities uh, for, for it to happen. Um, I know that there's extroverted and introverted people, uh, and I'm one of those high E people. Uh, I say my wife's kind of on the I E spectrum, um, but she also likes to share her faith, and she likes to tell her three-minute testimony or grace story. So uh, you can pray for us as we figure out the best ways to engage uh, people well. Uh, to to just see the gospel presented and and get them to come to the church of their choice where they're learning uh, about the message of Jesus Christ, where they're learning more about God's Word and how it can be just in their heart and they can live that lifestyle. 
Well, thank you, brother. We're going to close with my friend Mike here praying for you and some of those needs, Mike. Father, we just thank you for the Ramos family and for, for bringing them to Western New York, yes. to the chapel, to, to serve our community, which really reaches the world. And we, we, we know what wife and children and uh, opportunities, all this bundled together. We know your hand is upon their life. Guide them through every uh, situation, particularly with their kids as they uh, get off to school and experience new things. But your hedge of protection... And God, thank you for continually giving them opportunities, wisdom, and insight how to continue to serve Christ yes. in their lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you for them. Amen. 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 Thank, you. thank you, Michael, for being our guest today. Appreciate you, brother. Can't wait to... Uh, we need to grab coffee sometimes. So much going on, brother. All right, man. That's a deal. Love God you, brother. You Thanks for the time. God bless you, man. Talking to Michael Ramos, the uh, Director of Strategic Partnerships over at the chapel. And, and, and that's where I was going with my question earlier, Mike. You know, a lot of large, a lot of larger churches, okay. they're willing to provide resources, either manpower, equipment, or even finances to help mm -hmm. churches plant. They usually then afterwards, don't hear this the wrong way, want to have an right. amount of influence, right. either with their name, the programs, picking the pastors. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something that has encouraged me when, um, when I've learned more about who the, the chapels helped sure. out here in Western New York. I bumped into Jerry Gillis in the foyer of Elam Church uh, the one morning. Oh, okay. He, he was there. And, you know, here's a man that's a great leader. Uh, he, he was, he's humbled. He, was, he had 13 people with him, <laughs> yielding himself to the job leader, whatever you want. I heard later that that crew with Jerry under the leadership of the job leader, did more landscaping in the period of time that they were there than two other groups did for two days. So, <laughs> so, so here's more to the story. So he comes to me like the next Sunday I see him. He goes, man, I'm worn out. He goes, I work so hard. He goes, my, my leader, she, she was great, but, man, she's known, she's funny, she's witty, but, man, she had us humping, and, man, yeah. we were working. I said, well, who was it? He goes, I think you know her. Her name is Hannah Tiber. <laughs> Your daughter. Oh, Amazing. my gosh. He, a... But to your point, here's the, uh, the pastor, probably right. one of the largest churches within a couple hours of Buffalo, serving under the leadership of a college student. Oh, my. Incredible. Think about that just for a second. Hmm. Yeah. God is good, isn't he? I'm telling you. Wow, you've been listening this morning to uh, our conversation with Michael Ramos uh, over the chapel. Thanks again, Michael, for being with us. A little bit over time in this segment. No big deal, though, Michael. Just so thankful Absolutely. for men like Michael here in Western New York and for the chapel. So many great churches in Western New York. Um, 57 of them sent volunteers eight days open. We so <laughs> appreciate it this past July. But you've been listening this morning to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. For more information about Eight Days of Hope, what we do, where we go, where we're at right now, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. We'll be back in just a minute. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across Western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, Western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community
community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country over the past 14 years and have served families whose homes were damaged by hurricanes, flooding, tornadoes, and other disasters. Over 5,500 families have received assistance with the rebuilding of their homes for free, all in the name of Jesus. Over $50 million of labor has been donated by over 40,000 volunteers. Now God has opened another door for Eight Days of Hope to love and serve those in need. This fall, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new arm of the ministry. We will be helping existing ministries who provide safe homes for sex trafficked victims with an option for us to build or renovate a facility so they can expand their care. Please be in prayer as this new ministry launches. For more information about Eight Days of Hope, our rapid response arm, our rebuilding arm, or now our safe house construction arm, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Again, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, back at you this Saturday morning. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiala here on Hope Reigns. Thanks again to Michael Ramos from um, uh, the chapel. The chapel. Yeah. Never, never forget meeting the guy in Houston. That was a lot of fun. Now, that was a world one day. He said, <laughs> he said, Steve. I want to shadow you for a couple hours. Oh, and I'll just say trouble. this. Don't don't hit this the wrong way. At the end of it, I, go, I said, thanks for hanging out. He goes, man, I am worn out. <laughs> <laughs> we had him going from place to place to place. If I was Such sta- a good guy, though. <laughs> Such if I a was good standing guy. next to him oh, and, you, and he said, uh, can I shadow you, Steve? I'd be shaking my head no. this way. Uh-uh-uh-uh. No. I mean, you, you learn a lot, but you, you, you keep a... And, and rightfully so. You have to. You keep a rapid pace. You got so much going on at, at these events. What was so cool during that event, though, he actually went to our warehouse. He went and saw how we fed the people. He went to our distribution center. He went to some of the families we were serving. Um, he, 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 he hung out and heard a worship and devotion, time of worship right. and devotion at night. He was there at night, which I love. When, whenever you come to Eighties Hope, every night we invite the families we're serving back for dinner, and we allow them to tell their stories. It's awesome. And, and that's when you need Kleenex because, you know, the, these these individuals, they, 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 they have hope. They're hopeless. Right. And then strangers show up. We, that's the fruit of the ministry, the people's lives that are being touched well beyond. Yes, their, their properties are being rebuilt, but then their lives are being rebuilt and they share their testimonies. And that's where we see the fruit of the ministry, why God has placed Eight Days of Hope and brought it to the point of where it is today. What, what I like about what Michael was sharing during our interview is that you know, one of the goals is, is training people on how to share their God's, God's story. Right. And that's what we try to do here at Hope Reigns is, is talk about God-sized stories. And, you know, we, we try to train people three minutes. It's, it's the elevator speech, you know. And then try to do that. So if you're listening today, we're just about done. We'll be done in a couple of minutes. Just take out your phone and just just practice your three-minute testimony and and see how it goes and learn and and you and again it's not about hitting it three minutes and and not going over it's it's learning 
that some people only have three minutes. That's right. And, and, and sharing how you met Jesus, what he did for you, what he's doing for you now in three minutes, mm-hmm. and then just buttoning up the mouth, which is hard for some of us <laughs> people to do, Absolutely. And, and give people a chance to ask questions. Sure. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just having a casual conversation, just getting to the truth of it. What did, what did Jesus do in my life? And how can I communicate that with somebody? Because he really did it. And it's it's real, it's it's evident, and you just say it. There's something about telling your story. Jesus taught us and is teaching us now as we mm-hmm. read his parables. I mean, Jesus, um, don't hear this the wrong way, but he was the greatest storyteller of all time, right? Because he right. he, he you know, he lived out the stories and then and then here we are. 2,000 years later, reading those and learning from them mm. and putting them, in, and that's all you're doing is you're telling your story. Do you have a story? I do. I have I, a I know you do. tremendous story that <clears throat> is unbelievable. Actually, I, I, I'm not, I won't go into that whole thing now, but I remember being um, on a rapid response trip that I didn't know what I was going to share with this guy. Mm. And uh, he mentioned something about a motorcycle. And one of my yeah. My conversion came after a motorcycle trip to California, and I began to jump right on that and, and share about what happened there. And it, we were just locked onto each other and ended up in prayer. Let's just share more of that story another time when we have time. But yeah. uh, it's just that's something that happened in my life. I shared, and shared it with him. It was over a motorcycle experience, and this guy was mm-hmm. just so attentive to the things of Christ. Well, we pray that you have a story, the listener, and uh, the story where you met Jesus for the first time. And... Uh, yeah, you know, I tell you, um, Mike, thank you so much, man. I love doing the show with oh, you, brother. You are so much fun. You are. Like, it was hard today with two Michaels, though. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you could, you could have called me Mikey. <laughs> but no, I, I appreciated the fiala part of it. It was good. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the chapel and so many other churches in Western New York doing so much, Father, for the kingdom. Father, yes. we thank you for uh, the leadership of Michael Ramos and, mm-hmm. and those uh, at that church and the other churches in Western New York that not only participate with 8 Days Open, that are, 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 are doing kingdom work day in and day out. Bless them. Bless them That's this right. week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, brother. Until next week. And you too. It'll be here before we know it. It fast. It goes fast. <laughs> it I look does for- go I fast. love Saturdays. Oh, I look forward to these. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. For more information about Eight Days of Hope and our response to hurricanes and natural disasters, go to our website, eightdaysofhope.com. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.